Well, welcome to another broadcast of Obstruction of Justice. Oh my goodness, I can't wait. I can't wait, guys. Look, this is where we get a chance to talk about, discuss general information about relevant topics of the day, uh, legislation, economics, uh, communities, and my favorite, business. Businesses. Now, today we are joined by award winning entrepreneur publisher and author, Mr. Kareem Jackson. Well, hey, 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 you guys, how are you? Hello, Kansas City. Yes, I'm so <laughs> glad that you joined today. Oh, my goodness. You know, you're we're, we're new to meeting, new to meeting. But, but here's the thing. I, I checked out some of your broadcast broadcast brother Thank we you. are like-minded like-minded you are when you're saying award when you're award-winning and what you've done you look we don't have time to talk about the accolades and accomplishments that you've done it with your life here okay but we're going to get a little piece of what's going on, what's new with you, huh? Uh, thank you. Thank you. What I want to <laughs> do, though, for those that don't know you, okay, uh, can you just give us just a, an overview of, of who is Brother Kareem Jackson? <laughs> well, first of all, thank you so much for being here. I'm letting me be here, Ann. I appreciate it. It is so good to meet you. I'm sure that we probably met before. I was all over Kansas City. I was... Uh, I was running around all over town between Kansas City, Chicago, all over um, before I decided to reinvent myself, revamp my life. And I outsourced my business to Asia, got into meditation, reinvented myself, and then saw that life was not about bling bling and material wealth and that whole thing that folks go through. And that's why I became an author. But award winning, you know, I'll tell you some good awards that are actually bigger now than they were before because I was black, right? And a man and Kansas City was very racist before. I was the first black to ever have the Masterpiece Award in Ingram's Magazine. That's one. Um, I have a resolution from Mayor Kay Barnes for our publication that we did there. Um, and that was the first black publication that she'd ever given an award to. Um, I was black entrepreneur of the year, young entrepreneur of the year. I'm not so young anymore. Back in the day when they were first getting started with the black chamber in Kansas City, not the Kansas City, Kansas chamber, although I do know KCK as well. Um, and mainly I'd started my career. I'm a serial entrepreneur since I was in the sixth grade and I've been doing, I was grass cutting. I'm from a Jackson family of music and business. Um, and then I grew up overseas. I went to American International School in Lagos, Nigeria. Um, then went back to, to grew up in California, high school graduation there, joined the US Air Force girl, and then got out. So I like business, forget the military. <laughs> I left after two years. And Kansas City was where I launched my big known business, which was Minority Success. And I experienced so much racism and saw the black community go through so much. I was blessed being from the family that I'm from and the education that I have, but I saw my 500 black business clients advertised in our magazine go through so much discrimination and racism. Um, we were smeared by the star, smeared by the local papers because they did not want black folks to have a publication. And now to see the star recently and apologize publically for their that. racist past, I messaged them like, well, where's my damn money? 
<laughs> you know, forget the apology. You oh killed four black businesses. They slandered us. They pitted us against each other. They wouldn't promote us. And where I got my claim to fame, Anne, is that I did a challenge to the star and the pitch and Ingram's and all the top magazines before to sh have a black section way back in the day. Mm -hmm. And the only one that did it was Ingram's. Yeah. Okay. Well, they have a ton of black folks at Ingram's. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, see, I back in the day, I'm just going to kind of put my little plug in. Back yeah, in the day, I actually did a uh, an interview with Ingram's, you know, because I'm a techie. So I wanted to get in really? there and work with their database. Okay. And I went through, I, you know, put my best foot forward. And the lady, <laughs> she actually wanted to hire me, but there was some, you know, push back. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now this was, this was about maybe 20 years ago or so. Um, maybe a little longer because, you know, I can't tell my age on that one, but yeah. So there was, you know, I, I, I understand that, um, you know, there was a, there's pushback. There was pushback back in the day, you know, especially because, you know, being, um, an African-American wasn't, you, you always have to prove and overachieve everything. And when I went out there, I, I made sure that I was top of the line. And even now when I work with, you know, clients to go in and do, mm -hmm, do mm -hmm. our, our pitch to say, hey, we can get the work done. I do make sure that I cross my T's and dot my I's to uh, impress them to the point to where they know that we we can get the work done. So but we still have to we still have to jump over uh, big hurdles to do it. Uh, so I, I'm not surprised. Now, one thing that you did say that really kind of made my ears perk up is how uh, the media has played a part to say, OK, well, we're you, you want to do business with us. You want to to you want to put your information in our papers, in our mediums. You want to you want to use our media. You want to use us. You, you really want to stay away from the African-American type of media uh and you know because we we really do reach the crowd but here's the thing i think that now that things have kind of flipped and where it's been socially acceptable to no, black is trending <laughs> globally now. yes oh they're, they're followers they're not it's already you know, trending but i yeah. mean yeah. So now things are things. Business isn't all that great. Well, what we're going to do, we're going to push the black, the African-American actor or the African-American look or the the you know, I don't like the term mixed. You know, I always ask the question mixed with what we're human. We're human beings. But the multi multicultural uh, you you know, person. I mean, what's going on here? So now we're good enough to to market the businesses and and be placed in media and mm -hmm. you know be the forefront of the thought of media and I, it, it's a pendulum you know we, we black was cool black power and it was cool to be black in the early 70s too <laughs> and i was there all right the big froze and but then of course once the money came rolling in you know they wanted to kind of keep us you know in the 80s you were on the back burner type thing and nineties. Oh my goodness. You know, you, you were nowhere to be found, you know, other than where they wanted you uh, as far as the oppression of, mm -hmm, of mm -hmm. the different movies and, and genres and things like that, that weren't uplifting. That was during the big, big drug heyday and three strikes and all that crap. But I think that what I'm hearing is that now, now it's global. It's it's cool to be black throughout the whole world, right? 
that's what I'm hearing. Now, I do want to say this is a this is a point, guys. You're not in the United States right now, are you, my brother? No, girl, yeah. I got tired of it. Did yeah. you see behind me the sunshine? Yeah, oh, it's summertime here. It's that's the real window. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's daytime too, by the way. It, oh, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's it is the, the next morning, day. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. You know, um, Sister Anne, the overachieve. Let me tell you this real quick that I learned about this, and I'll say this to Black folks, especially in Kansas City. The way that the racism and the overachieving, the slavery and all that crap that you were saying, you had to overachieve, dot your eyes, wash your teeth, that is their biggest mistake for Black Americans. Okay. And when you travel the world, when you meet Blacks from Australia, Blacks from Asia, there's Blacks everywhere, or, or originally from Asia, originally from Australia, originally from, from Europe, right? Mm -hmm. That fundamental thing that we, we didn't just, most of them, for some reason they cowered down and then now you don't see Aborigines black basketball stars or entrepreneurs or politicians even. You don't see Aitas in Asia that are successful and you don't see that. But what that did for us, that overachieving, when you see those pictures with the black girl ready to run and then she's got all these obstacles and the white guy has no obstacles in his suit, that is killing them right now. Because now they can't compete with the Negro. I, I always say if that they can't know. do it. They can't do it, and they they there is no way in the world the average white guy can compete without racism and discrimination because they've gotten so lazy over the last five hundred years, and not and just, they know that their whiteness and their money because they have money now usually more than we do. They mm -hmm. have credit more than we do, but that's it. Mm -hmm. We look better. We're sexier. We're, we're you know, we're, we, we overachieve by by default because we've been entrained and bred to do that. So when we when the shackles are left off, when I believe that the shackles really can't leave you unless you leave the states, at least for a little bit, like, you know, do business, you know, dual residency like I do, because then you realize when you're in the room, they can't everything that they lied about from the Anjamima syrup to the Jack Daniels to all these things, when they're sitting in front of someone at a business meeting, they can't produce, mm -hmm. but we well, can't because we always have, who are the best maids? Who are the best car washers? Who makes the best uh, fried chicken? KFC is five-star restaurant here in Asia, honey. Oh my goodness. Can you imagine? <laughs> I could take a client to KFC <laughs> for a meeting and they would think that I was the best Negro in town. Like, wow, oh. God, this is the best fight. Wow, this is the, this is, and it's expensive. Oh, it's not okay. cheap. <laughs> well, it's a little too salty for me. You know, I, I think know. there's, me it's a little, little too salty for, when you know. When you leave America, you'll be missing some fries. You won't care if it's salty. You'll be like, this. just give me some American fries. <laughs> no, I'm going to be missing. See, I'm you <laughs> forgot my brother, Kansas City barbecue and, and my I family is gates home. barbecue yes. shout out to Arzelia gates i got you <laughs> all of the things that they criticize black folks for in america are top around the world okay okay watermelon is top soda pop is top mm -hmm. fried chicken is top soul food cornbread mm -hmm. anything that we've produced that they criticize back home. You think that Negroes are loud, brothers are loud in the hood. You ain't been to Mexico. You ain't been to Asia. You ain't mm. seen no fiesta. You ain't. You think we loud? Mm. At least yeah, we don't I have mean... karaoke machines on our front porch every weekend. Mm -hmm. You know. So all of those things, when you travel, you're like, wait a second. <laughs> but you we know, cool. I'm hearing. I do hear some podcasters and some other um, uh, uh, woke 
that's the new term here. Uh, European Americans say that they have dual citizenship now. They have dual citizenship and that they do encourage people to travel the world, see things in a different way, because really uh, it's gone, not just uh, black and white, uh, but it's about caste systems in other countries and, and economics. Right. So there, the, we can handle that. Yeah. 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 I mean, because then then you, that's easy for black Americans. Like, okay, okay, I I can make some money. You know, like America, we've lifted our caste. Mm -hmm. I think back in the seventies, it was what it was, uh, 40 or 50% poverty rate in the black community. Now it's only 20%. Mm, yeah. So we can lift ourselves up economically. We can, we've done that. So we could, we would have gotten out of the caste system mm-hmm. and the whole thing with the whole, uh, they don't understand racism abroad. It's they different. Yeah. They don't know. No, no, that's not racism. That's discrimination. Mm-hmm. That's caste system, mm-hmm. things like that. Mm-hmm. But literally telling you that you have to bust your butt to get a job at Ingram's. And yeah. now they're oh. begging for black IT women now in the world. Well, Dreaming. I just got sent a press release from the Black Tech Association where they've got 10,000 black tech jobs. $4.5 million campaign just to get blacks to be in tech because we are the coolest. We are the best. We are the hip and we are the future. But you don't hear about that in the States because this is in no. Europe. No. 4.5 million they put into a black tech group. They need 10,000 tech people. Oh my you goodness. Know, you, you well, know, we'll, we'll talk. We'll definitely talk. Let me share this. But let me share your stuff. Everybody, this is going to be good. Let me, I'm listening to you, girl. I'm going to make okay. sure that everybody that views me sees that I'm on your show today. Well, that sounds good. I, I'm glad that you're here. Now, uh, we, I, we're, we're, you're an entrepreneur. You're an award-winning entrepreneur. And you've been doing this a long time, just like you've shared. Look, since you were in the sixth grade, that's a long time. Now, most sixth graders aren't looking to, they're looking to ask dad or mom for some money. Okay. They're not looking to get their own money. Right. So this question here, and I have a question. We, we went over a, few, a couple of questions, but I don't know if you've had a chance to think about it, but I don't even think you have to worry about thinking about this question. But what is the number one key to starting a new business, in your opinion? You, you know, sister, um, first of all, let me explain why I was in business when I was younger is that I came from a family. Uh, my father, um, Ajax, um, Anthony Jackson, very known in Kansas City as well. Um, grew up with um, Marzalia Gates. I grew up with the Carters. Um, I grew up with the, the the Haley family, the Roots family, all in Kansas City. Um, remember back in the day, um, Jody Watley? Yeah, I do. I had an exercise video by Jody Watley. Uh, she's from Kansas City, you know, I- right? So um, I grew up with all these people. Um, uh, my father managed Babyface, MC Hammer. My my aunties are in Las Vegas. They still own music. My my. Just a business music family because my father and my uncles, my father graduated from KU, but couldn't read. Imagine that. Oh, Basketball boy. star, graduated oh, from KU, you said, you said the magic word there, basketball. Right? So my family was like, you do not, you need to know business. Mm-hmm. They were like, you know, if you want to go to college, we'll support you, but that's it. But we really don't give a damn about that. We really want you to know business. And I was always in my family business because I grew up with the gates. I grew up with, right? So everyone in our family circle back in the day were hustling. 
You know, even um, my my godfather, you know, they, they're, he's one of the ones that let out of prison recently. Um, when Obama was in office, he was acquitted or when they release you or whatever, when, right. they, when they leave office. Um, that was I grew up with the Dowdies. Big shout out to Sam Dowdy, that my godfather, his brother, um, the Dowdy family. Back in the day, that's who I grew up with. My great aunt had a good time house mm. on Park mm-hmm. on 31st Street. Okay. <laughs> The house is gone now. They got they got townhomes there. Mm-hmm. But I grew up with this family that really you couldn't get hired in Kansas City if you were a black person. That's very true. So very entrepreneurship true. was our rite of passage. And I grew up with the with the with the scripture of Jesus Christ was a carpenter. So my father was a carpenter. He was in construction. That was our family business. You know, we helped build some of the first gates barbecues, you know, back in the day. Mm-hmm. We built many churches in Kansas City. And I tried a couple of times getting jobs here and there, and I was always that I was always clean shaven, really great fade. Right, this is what you do. Billy's Barbershop, my other godfather on Prospect. Shout out to Billy's Barbershop. Um, He jobs were not an option for what I wanted to do. I think that's what it is. And now I see brothers back home making eight dollars an hour working a job. What the hell is that? Like, how is that possible? We are so talented. There should be no blacks working minimum wage. None. Well, you know. what I'm hearing, though, Brother Kareem, and I know we're okay. going to go back to answering that, is that you <laughs> had the support. No, the number one key. You had. See, yeah. you're you're explaining it. You had the support. Everyone yeah, you did. knew had business, and they weren't going to allow for you not to think business minded. Okay. Now yeah, it wasn't an option. They actually told me, if we're not paying for your college. Well, I told my kids that we'll too. You, but they, they, we'll give you money for a business, though. And that's how I started. Oh, I, but yeah, I, in sixth grade, Wonderful. I was just wandering around the neighborhood with my best friend in San Diego. I went to high school in junior high in San Diego, I in California. I didn't grow up actually in Kansas City. But my family's from Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Um, cutting grass. And mm-hmm. I, we had a partner, and we, we, we bought Vans tennis shoes, and, and we wanted record albums. That mm-hmm. was the whole business plan. Um, but then... When you're in school, in high school, and you're making $1,000 a week, because by after that, I got into, a, I had a car wash. Mm-hmm. And you know, black folks, we're the best car wash detailers in town, right? Now, you can't touch the black car wash detail shop. Well, it, it, I did very well in high school. I had staff. I had Mexican t- working for me because I was in California. So I had day workers. It caught what worked in. I had bikini girls on the weekends. And when you're in school and you don't need no free lunch, you got mm-hmm. a car. Everybody in school went to my car wash. You know, I was popular, right? Um, you get spoiled and then you realize, why am I begging for a job? Which my parents were right. Look at the gates. I grew up with them. They didn't have all that back in the day, you know? But where would, I, where would they work and make that money? Uh-huh. Carter Broadcast Group. Where would they, where would Mike and Chris and, and, and all those people work when they, you know, to do what they're doing, what job would give that to them? And in Kansas City, when I was young, all of these people I know personally, they tried to get jobs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were yeah. not hiring black folks. I was a little kid watching them being frustrated or being fired or being discriminated against. Um, you mentioned the mixed thing. So Arzelia Gates was going through that. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and of course, Mike Carter, his white, right? Their kids were going through that. Mm-hmm. So uh, we just felt like, well, if we own our own, we can protect our kids, mm-hmm. you know, and 
it wasn't about money back in the day. That's one mm -hmm. thing I will say. Okay, let me get back to your question. I'm sorry, sister. Yeah, no, no, my brother, go ahead. What back in the day, it wasn't about money, whereas now the white folks have brainwashed black folks, especially in the Midwest, to think everything's about bling bling and jewelry and showing off and buying their stuff mm -hmm. when they don't realize that, but a broke entrepreneur is richer than a, a than a gainfully employed worker. Okay. $1 to an entrepreneur is worth $10 to a worker. One, I don't pay taxes first. Mm -hmm. Two, I have freedom. I can work anywhere in the world. You can't do that. And mm -hmm. three, I can say F you tomorrow mm -hmm. and walk away and, and I own my company. And then also, you can't fire me for my dreadlocks, for my beard, for the way I talk, for whatever I want to, you know, you can't. So I own it. Mm -hmm. And as long as the public and the customers and the community like me, which is what happened to Gates, mm -hmm. the barbecue is the bomb. Yeah. First, they, they criticized black folks. They didn't really call you Gates back in the day. The black folks for yelling, hey, may I help you? Remember that? Mm -hmm. Way back, they criticized. Yeah. The, the media was like, what, these rude Negro? What the hell? They Right? But then it became a trademark. Mm -hmm. And they realized eventually they were yelling at you because they got 30 folks in line. Right, right. And now right. they were like, oh, okay. And now you see white folks copy. Now you see... What's Arthur Bryant's? You see, all these, you know, white folks popping a masterpiece. Yeah, well, we don't up. do Bryant's, and I'm just—I just, don't care if I get hit by that because back <laughs> in the day, Arthur Bryant's, you couldn't go to their front door and get if you were African American, you had to go to the back door to get your barbecue. So, and not back uh, in the day, we ain't old. No, <laughs> no, we, we are not old. You had to go and to I the back, and that—that that, but that was something that my auntie, shout out to Lou's Cafe, back is no longer there, but she Lou's Cafe. Yeah, this was on Vine Street. We we were the oh, Vine Street okay. family. Uh, on Vine Street, Lou's Cafe. But she what, she didn't teach me anything. She taught me where to go. Uh, for those African American uh, businesses that thought that they were gonna cut that their black folks out from doing you know black folks had to be they discrimination in their own business so she was like no we don't go here we go to gates because this is why we don't go to arthur bryant's because we used to they would not serve us that we had to go to the back if we wanted to get some barbecue from arthur bryant's but gates didn't care he's like okay come on we, you got you got your, your rib money you know so yeah. it was about it was about even being aware of the discrimination among other black businesses. Now, here's the thing. I I'm hearing good stuff, but we got lost somewhere, Brother Kareem, because we're, what, where are the businesses? Where are the businesses? I think you answer the question. The number one key to starting a new business, in your opinion, is possibly the support. Is it the support from from no, a family? I, I is it the training, the teaching, the education of starting a I business? I think that the first thing for to start into business is get into business for freedom, not money. Okay. So, okay. That was what inspired me as a kid is I wanted to be free to do it. I didn't, it wasn't about being rich. It wasn't about driving Mercedes. It's, you know, I wasn't begging to drive their cars. I grew up very well. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I can't, I went to private school. I can't say that the money is not, but my father left Kansas city because of the racism. He couldn't get a job mm -hmm. and he went overseas and then he became successful overseas and then went back to the States successful already and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, so, I really think that the problem is that now we're comparing some corporate job guy with tons of credit driving a Mercedes to credit that someone with a little business, you know, and they don't mm -hmm. realize, yeah, but back in the day, Gates was a little business. Mm -hmm. 
you know, back in the day, KPRS was a little office before they got those offices where they are now. They had a little, it was a little bitty, you know, a little bitty station, a little bitty Negro station, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So they were like a niche, 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 niche. And they were in the Midwest, mm-hmm. you know, competing with the big boys. And now they're one of the oldest and, and they make a ton of money and they have Hummers and they live well. They don't, re- they don't think that, no, you know, get into it to be free, to be black, to be what you want to be and to have what you want to have. And then, of course, if you're lucky and you become successful, then, of co- yeah, you can enjoy it. But a lot of us are now brainwashed with this materialism. The well, the materialism now, that. yes. And the, the materialism for the now factor and the material, yeah, yeah. I got to have it now. Okay. Now here's where I think job comes into play. If I can get the job, I'll get the little 850, but I'm going to save. I'm going to learn that work ethic. I'm going to learn how they're doing. Business. Yeah. How are, how do they do business? I'm going to learn. I'm going to learn the job so that uh, the the good things that they're doing and the not so good the things that they're doing. And then I'm going to bring it. But I'm going to look ahead. Uh, I, I always thought even for myself, you know, I, I have quite a few things in the fire myself and really uh, being unemployed. And I tell people I've been unemployed and underemployed all my life. But that doesn't mean that I haven't been productive being uh an entrepreneur it's it's still a hustle um and and it's different it's a different way of thinking about making money not that you know the slave mentality don't get me wrong uh if a man doesn't work he doesn't eat and this is something that the lord says in the word but he didn't say that you had to go work for somebody else you know Um, and and like you had mentioned in that culture it was always about what is it that that family did even paul the apostle Paul, his family, they were tent makers, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So you had a lineage, something that you could, that, yeah. They, they they look at all the great. They forget, yeah. But you know, none of these folks worked at Sprint. Yeah, <laughs> none of these folks worked at Walmart. Well, and and even the really, folks that did work at Sprint aren't working at Sprint anymore. <laughs> they, yeah, they let the you same, go. Same worked at but Sprint. They work at T-Mobile now. Yeah, but they. But my point is that people read the Bible and they don't realize one: these are black folks. They're not white. If you travel the world, there is no way in hell. I've been to Africa, okay? Mm. Ain't no way in hell he had blue. Ain't no one in the entire continent running around back in those days. Remember, he was poor. So you was working outside. So you should at least be really tan. Well, yeah. You know, no and hell. of course, being a Hebrew, it, it, they're uh, they're rich color people. They're, they have color to them, you know? Uh, but and, 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 and those people, mm-hmm. so my point is they're more like us. The lifestyle, the business, you know, and being uh, a business person around the world, an entrepreneur is very respected, whereas in America, it's not. Maybe more now that COVID hit and folks are like, well, that side hustle saved my butt. Everybody, everyone is looking since COVID hit. You know, I think that even myself, I'm going to, you know, say, look, I've gotten more aggressive since COVID. (laughs) You know, it's like, wait a minute here. You know, it's not it's not coming so easy. So let me let me revamp. Let me look and see what it is. The gifts that that I've been given and see, this is Mm -hmm. what I try to encourage people to look at. Uh, mm-hmm. The gifts that you've been given, like you had already mentioned, what can they do? What can we do 
with the gifts that we've been given so that we can make money? What are, what are the gifts and talents? Why should I take my gifts and talents and go sell them to uh, a company for a wage? Now I say, look, a job, look at in. M- let's pay the rent, let's pay the mortgage. So if you can and, get and the I job, have jobs, yeah, I've, I've, I've had, you know, sure. I'm just, but I'm still an entrepreneur though. Yes. Yes. You, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's like if you wait tables and you, you know, in LA, but of course everyone's a model, they're an actor, they want to be like that. Well, that was they, waiting the and they acknowledge it when they're, when they talk to you, they acknowledge I'm waiting tables because I'm trying to get discovered for this movie. Mm-hmm. And whereas we need to say I'm working at McDonald's, but I'm also selling on my damn, um, my own online store. Mm-hmm. Or I'm also cutting hair in my my living room mm-hmm. or my kitchen. I'm and also I'm saving grading. the money, or I'm setting the money aside because mm-hmm. here is my business plan to develop it. Now, I think yeah. what's hit us too is that what I'm hearing from you and what you've experienced in your life is that you've had a circle of entrepreneurs in your life. And there's probably generational. There's your dad was an entrepreneur. He went away and did well. So he there's a generation of entrepreneur yeah. think pro, thought process where whereas we being consumers, this is what they call us here in America. We're not even Americans. We're consumers. I'm like, look, what are you talking about? Look, I You're hate four trillion I U.S. dollar shopping. consumer market, though. Yeah, well, you You're know, number nine in the world, you beat out. All the countries in the world and the, the money that you guys spend in consuming. So that's power. But go, well, wait, I got you. And, and, and I hear, yes, that's power. But but that what they're doing, it's like a slap in the face when they call me a consumer because I, I, I should have more. I have more knowledge about I don't spend all of my money. I don't nothing. No one, nothing oh, gets my money. All of my money is my point. The only one that can get my money is my God. <laughs> and I give it to him because every, he's He's given me everything and I've taken whatever I have. I give it back to him. Now, I will say that. And, and I do that with my life. I have a strong faith is really good, too, because okay. as you do travel, that's another asset black Americans have that most don't really have is our understanding, our relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Because. A lot of folks really, we can celebrate the small things. I remember celebrating at three in the morning, drinking, smoking, partying with my homies, the first commercial spot we ever had on KPRS 103.3 FM back in the day for my mm-hmm. magazine. Mm-hmm. We thought that was, now I've had a thousand commercials all over race, you know, all over the world. But that first time we were like, whereas a lot of countries, they really, they can't really enjoy the blessings mm-hmm. like we can. Hmm. Which is which was what drives us, mm-hmm. you know. They can't really look at something, especially like black women, like you do, and it's empty. But we can see something, which in business that turns into vision, that turns into you know um, creativity and entrepreneurship. But that belief that God has a plan for me, so let me do this and achieve this. It's very unique to black Americans. Well, yeah. That's a gift. That's a gift, you know, because here's the thing, the self-control that we learn as Christians, too. You know, I'm not just a Christian today and then uh, in the morning when it's time to go meet a client, I'm someone else. I mean, there, there's some mm-hmm. discipline, there's some self-control and the, and the, the gifts that he teaches us, the, the things and the, the lessons that we learn from being uh, a believer. That right there is, is, is the one that makes us go, including the faith. I mean, because without the faith, it's like, look, where's my job at? What y'all paying? You know, because look, this is I'm done with this. No, 
we can do. <laughs> it's true. It's true. We and, continue and on. I think that when they're starting in business, first of all, we couldn't get jobs before anyway. What happened to us? Mm-hmm. I, when I hear that question, how do we start? I'm thinking, well, what do you mean? You, you know, one, lifestyle change. Mm-hmm. You know, why are you have these expenses? All of, why, why are you living so high on the hog? Why are you why are you broke? You know, answering that question and then getting rid of crap. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been without. I've had no heat in my house and can't say during the wintertime. Mm-hmm. I've had my car repossessed. I've had evictions. I mean, my demise back in the day was very public. I was on every news station, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but people didn't realize what I got out of that. The blessing from that mm-hmm. was that I realized I didn't need all that crap. Oh, when you're all sitting right. there depressed for about 35 minutes or maybe a week, <laughs> you know, you're okay. like, oh, my God, how what am I going to do now? You know, what the hell happened? You know, and then you realize, oh, my God, I'm debt free. Mm-hmm. I can create anything I want anywhere I want, because now I don't have that lease anymore. Mm-hmm. My office is downtown and we're ten thousand dollars a month. Oh, my God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My house um, near, near the plaza was $3,500 a month. Mm-hmm. My Tahoe was $1,000 a month. Mm-hmm. You know, that overhead. As a black person, mm-hmm. I thought I needed all that crap. Before, to get the sale. Oh, oh, and see, this is something that you were talking about yesterday. What Part of the, your subject was was the the thought process of thinking that you need all of this, this stuff just to do business. Okay, yeah. which was the li- the lie? What is it's it? in business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought that they wouldn't hire me if I wasn't wearing a suit. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't hire me. But then you hear these stories, I would get really offended because I knew these folks too. By the way, mm-hmm. you know when you'd see um, Zuckerberg and his his freaking Adidas slides and shorts and you know getting money. They can do it, but we can't. You see, yeah, I'm thinking that that's a great article, Forbes. But uh-huh. Negroes can't do that. Uh-uh. You know, even when I even to this day, I recently had a deal, a merger that I was supposed to do. And the company, I don't wear suits anymore. I wore this for you, girl. You know, I wore Thank this for you. you. You look very oh, handsome, too. You know, Thank I, you. I, but I, he was like, well, I want you to be more professional and look more like this. And, and he sent me a picture of a brother on LinkedIn and with a suit and a tie and everything like that. And I was like, that suit ain't even I got better suits than that. I just uh-huh. don't care, you know. But I remember thinking in my head, you know, I walked away from the deal because I thought, I don't need to do that. You don't do it. Mm-hmm. You're literally on a conference call with me wearing a, wearing a wife beater telling me I need to be in a suit. Oh, my goodness. Of course, they were, you know, what color they were. And I realized, nope, I'm not going back. <laughs> and God oh stepped God. in again and he gave me a deal from another group in England ah. who are less racist, right? And we flew out to the, went out to resort. We met at their house, swam, got, was drunk all weekend. This is, you know, in their pool, got the deal. And I was wearing shorts and slippers and flip-flops all weekend long. And it wasn't about the color. It was about the ideas that I had. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And let me say this too, caveat, sister. Blacks are trending. Right now, white male companies are scared to death. Mm. Because they know that America is going to be on a four-year apology tour and black companies like you, black females in tech, they're begging for you. You can just name your price anywhere in the world pretty much. Mm-hmm. Because now they realize with all the black, all the things that we've done is that we are a $4 trillion market, $61 billion just in travel and tourism. Well, and that's and where the, the consumer is. is now like, Wait a second, y'all don't want niggas, we want them. 
Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's where the consumerism uh, comes in because they know the power of the dollar, but yet we but, don't. But let me tell you this too, sister. Sorry to cut you off. No. It's not the consumerism; it's the fact that remember, that if we make four trillion, how much money do we make for them? Yeah, well, that's the point. That's what they. That's what they're seeing. Mm -hmm. Remember, we're making more money than any other national minority in the world, more mm -hmm. than many countries. Right mm -hmm. in the whole world, most countries in the whole world. So the countries, remember, my sponsors are Philippines Department of Tourism, mm -hmm. my investors from England. I haven't had American clients in a decade. Mm -hmm. But in America, as blacks, we're begging for the white folks' money. Mm -hmm. We're begging for their jobs. And we don't realize the world is looking for you. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's just that we've been brainwashed for so long and we were thinking that Africa was a jungle. We thought that everybody, if America was like this, then it must be worse everywhere else. And it's not. No, I'm no, it, it is. It is a wonderful place. Uh, it's the world is is the world. You have your pros and cons everywhere. Uh, but, you know, I don't just look at media, the 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 common media. I look and listen to alternative media. I read between the lines. I listen through what I hear because, you know, I've been around a while to know what's really going on with this uh, when they try to pull up one country and pull down another, you know. Uh, but, you know, what I'm looking at too, what, what, what happened? What, what, how can African-Americans, now we're on this, we're on this. How can African-Americans become more he, they stopped doing business with each other. I had an interview uh, on one of the other obstruction of justice programs. And what I noticed is that there's the crab barrel effect in the community that is still there. And that's what's brought us to this point of not really understanding who we are as a force in the dollars and as a force and the gifts and talents, what we offer in our in our abilities, mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. the crab barrel effect. Because if we're not if we're not encouraged and if we're not thought of by our own people, that kind of mm -hmm. brings us down. It's like have, being in a family, and then your parents don't love you. <laughs> they mm -hmm. they they won't support you. They're not telling you know. That's kind of what it's like. Um, you know, because when you're looking at clients and clientele they're not really you're are, they're not they're not african-american my clientele is they're not most of my clientele are of different cultures right so and, I, and they just won't do business with you can i give you a caveat to that sister sure, Anne? Sure. one is that's a blessing it mm. proves you're global when I talk to white clients that I consult with, they love black Americans because we know white folks. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the fact that you can get blacks and anybody else is a blessing because most people around the world, that's what they dream of. Mm -hmm. That's the opposite. My Filipino clients, all their clients are Filipino. They wish they had some Negroes and some white folks. Mm -hmm. If you travel the world, it's like that. Um, the other caveat is that my experience in Kansas City, I had 500 black businesses that supported me. I, when I hit the fan, when, the, when they screwed me over, but the corporations and the big clients and the white clients, when they did what they did to me, black folks. Um, 
Okay. I, I felt them because I just couldn't keep it going. It was just, I, I couldn't explain what it was then. I had the support and I, so I don't have that experience. But mm -hmm. if you're in tech, most of us aren't in that industry, mm -hmm. which is why, you know, that's an issue. I think it's 0.03% of black folks are in tech. You know, it's at 0.03%, something like that. And this is, was told to me by T-Mobile, tech and creatives. Mm. Um, I'm the only black media outsourcing business development guy in the in the, in the in Asia, pretty much. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, so the, the thing is that we shouldn't look for our folks to support us. Okay. You know, we All should right. be looking globally. I think that right now, every black person should be selling everything to everybody because you know what? They mm -hmm. can't. Mm -hmm. and you, you know, know that's what it's about to me and i and i think that you know if if they're if your people or if the if african americans aren't going to support in a way it's like i, I kind of noticed that look I, I just love everybody we're human beings right mm -hmm. so um i want it in my business i want to help you know i'm an educator at heart um, we do ASBNC training and consulting. We do computer corporate training services, content development. Uh, we 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 just we just embrace all multicultural things. Mm -hmm. You know, in our company, mm -hmm. and none of my clients are are well, not now they are, but none of my clients were black mm -hmm. or American for that matter at the time. Okay. Mm -hmm. I mean, I did have like, for example, when Hooters came to the Philippines for the first time, mm -hmm. I did their marketing, their development for them. Okay. You know? Things like that, or mm -hmm. you know, the U.S. American Embassy sponsored our events and things like that. Um, okay. But it's one of those things where I think the blessing for you is that not that we don't support you can work with anybody. Okay. Well, and, and that's, that's why white be folks want black folks. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like when you work in the corporation, they they know more than Latinos or Asians or anyone. Black mm -hmm. folks bring everybody else. Mm -hmm. Well, I and mean, we we're can work with anybody. Yeah. Yeah. And that that's that's good to know, you know, because I think that that's one of the big questions uh, in historically the crab barrel effect uh, where, you know, we see bro. you getting uh, hired. It's like, oh, I'm not going to do business with you. I'm, I'm going to take my money, you know, somewhere else, you know, and, and it's everywhere. So. It's, it's everywhere. Mm -hmm. um, I think that black Americans, we support each other more than any other race in the world, though. Oh, Besides, of course, if you're in a country and there's, you're the only ones in that country, right. when you look at support, maybe Jewish people. Mm -hmm. Oh, but yeah. We're, but, we're, but we rank higher than Jewish people. That's interesting. You know, financially. Like, we, we don't think yeah. about it because we know really rich Jewish people. Mm -hmm. But do you know a, a Jewish Beyonce? Mm -hmm. <laughs> do you know a Jewish Oprah? Mm -hmm. Do you know? So if you're around the world, they don't even know who Jewish people are. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they don't even know, like, who are Jews? Jesus Christ was a Jew. Oh, really? It's like that. Mm -hmm. Because they think they're black too. Mm -hmm. If you mm -hmm. travel the world, they know where Mecca is. Yeah. They, they're like, they don't, they have the picture of the blue eyed guy on the wall, but they also know, know. where we the know. place is. Everyone and, knows. But I think that at the end you of the day, where. the fact that you can have clients mm -hmm. from anywhere, from every color, mm -hmm. including black folks, if they come to you, mm -hmm. is the God's blessing. Okay. Because All right. Most well, people can't. We'll, we'll, we'll accept that. <laughs> we'll accept that. I mean, because, you know, look, we, we just want to help people. And, and that's, that's our main thing. We do good work and we want to, we want to be a blessing and, and, uh, you know, just represent uh good, good business. 
You know, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. the main thing. Just do some good business. I'm not going to get rich off of one little uh, contract. Look, this is a good, fair contract. Let's just and let's do it again. And tell me about some other people that might need some help, too. Mm-hmm. You know, exactly. Exactly. Now, exactly. We're, brother, we're going to have to get to your sites here. I need to get over here to your um to your sites. I want to show the uh, let's go over here and go to. Uh, well, your YouTube channel. Let me just share that for a minute. Now, guys, he is out here. His media is just full. Uh, of oh. course, he's- <laughs> my, I, I meditate every day. It's my front yard. Like, oh. okay, America. You know, I, when I left the states ten years ago, I'm an outsource my company. It was like COVID. Mm. It was like the first time I could ever just enjoy life. Mm. You know, I never knew that until I did. Um, but yeah, the, the YouTube channel, um, mainly on my YouTube channel, I just talk to folks about business, but from a black minimalist CEO type perspective, which is kind of not that popular. I don't have a whole lot of views and a lot of people that like my channel. Well, I mean, so please let, go there. Let, let, yeah, well, go there, <laughs> like, share and do what you need to do, uh, everybody. But but my point, let, let's not digress, because the truth is, is that we do have to start somewhere. I, I, I applaud you for being here. You know, of course my goals are, uh, you know, I have things that I want to get out. My, my, my love is Saturday and Sunday work. This is, this is just good work where I get a chance to really communicate with people. So, but yeah, you know, the numbers might not be there, but go out and listen and support. Sure. That, and, and they'll grow. The YouTube, I never really pushed it. The same as LinkedIn and Mm -hmm. um, my website, tons of views there, social media. And they just don't show on YouTube because Uh people can go to my website, see my video. You know, I mean, that's what I pushed for a long time Uh um, until recently. And I really and one thing for black folks, too, if you're in business, the numbers don't matter. If I got 10 views, but I got three clients, that's Mm -hmm. better than 10,000 views. And you ain't sold one T-shirt. Oh, yeah, that's true. And that's where the other place where they fool blacks in business. We think that we need, they need a bunch of numbers. We don't. <clears throat> we're more, excuse me, we're more influenceable. Uh-huh. The website, um, you know, that's really website. great. I appreciate that. Um, even if you go to outs.us, O-U-T-Z-E-D.us, uh-huh. we just launched the first, te- you like tech, we just launched the first black tech business that's trying to compete with Job Street and monster.com because I saw that when I outsourced my company, that black folks, we didn't have help. No one helped me 10 years ago when I was losing my company. And I'm thinking, how can I not pay $100,000 from the print of a magazine? When mm-hmm. I saw white companies paying 30,000 and wow. no one would tell me where, how, when I couldn't pay my payroll, my staff, no one told, I knew that they, were, they weren't paying a lot. Um, that's it, yeah, outs.us. Is that mm-hmm. outs.us? Yeah, outs.us, best okay. LinkedIn profile. This is uh, where you had highlighted 13 tips for the best LinkedIn profile page. Oh, okay, I'm, you can go to the homepage there. Like, there's articles there, but that's our little Tarjir monkey. This <laughs> is a Filipino monkey, by the way, blue eyes, um, uh-huh. our icon. But mainly, I think that, like you were saying, your next question was blacks are left behind in tech. We're not told. Mm. I had 500 black clients, and like I said in the States, my magazine when I was there in Kansas City, and I let them down and I failed the situation. I'm rebooting that now with Black Freedom Magazine, the reboot of minority success. And then I realized 
they didn't tell me and if they had told black folks that we could say we could outsource that why are we doing all these th 10 years ago mm -hmm. i wouldn't have lost my business and so we launched this tech company to be able to have people where they list their jobs like in job street and monster and then they say 50 percent to a black tech outsourcing minority-led company okay and the white companies won't talk to usually black companies because we're, we're too small mm -hmm. they don't well. want to talk to us and so we end up being the ones paying premium. I'm sure that you know that mm -hmm. we pay premium for stuff. You know, we don't have the help or we got to have all this upfront money. But we know that Trump's ties are made in China, but we don't realize how we can have our own ties. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't we, we know it, but we but no one says, well, this is how he did it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that Trump pays more taxes here where I'm at than he does in the U.S. It's a well, very known, funny national. Yeah, he pays more taxes here in the Philippines with his Trump Towers and Paris Hilton has a resort here and all of that crap than they mm -hmm. do in the States. But mm -hmm. they don't tell blacks that, right? No, no. And, you know, he does uh, that conversation with uh, Donald Trump is that that can get definitely very long. But that was one of the beefs about what they were saying was that he Trump doesn't pay taxes. Well, yeah, Which he does. Okay. You know, I, mean, you know. I learned I had I went to the Trump Academy. I learned this the way they did it. Robert Kiyosaki and him are, be, are best homies. They had a book together. I went to that seminar. I got those books. I learned I was in that world before. Mm -hmm. But what happened was they didn't tell us how, like connect you. Okay. And that that right there is kind of where where uh the break is. I mean, because the the key, what's the number one key to uh starting a new business or whatever? The house, the house. It it is always the question, how do I do it? Right. And I mm -hmm. think that I will say this: let's if you want to know how, you have to educate yourself because I did hear you share two places that you went, you hung, you understood uh, or attended the Robert Kiyosaki um, business uh, information and, and the, the read the books and everything. You, you have to educate yourself, just desire it. You have to want it and it has to become a lifestyle for you so that you can uh, better understand where you want to go, or wh what you want to do with business and then branch out and do it. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But that's kind of what I'm hearing, too, is that, OK, well, techie tech technology and everything, it's all well and good. And this is what's important. But we still have to assume responsibility for what we do. You know, if, if it's about business, then let it be about business. If it's about I just want to get that good job, then let it be about the good job. We have a great career management class that will show you how to go out there and get that great job if that's what you're wanting to do. You know, mm -hmm. even the techniques are there, um, your resumes and things like that. So the process is, is what it needs to be, but be honest, right? So mm -hmm. don't hate the guy that says he wants to be a business owner, that he's an entrepreneur, you know. Well, they, they don't hate them from, from COVID. They probably have a lot more respect now. Yeah. 40 million unemployed. Yeah, oh, I, yeah. People like you, you, you boomed in COVID. I mean, you, you know, you maybe didn't boom financially yet, but you sure broke out of your whatever it was. Yes. And in another year, they're going to be a whole lot of folks, the companies, delivery companies, global companies like our outs.us. Um, you know, they can also go to outs.com at forwards, but, but it's outs.us where, you know, we're born out of it. And I'll tell you this too. And I, and I really want to say this to black folks specifically is that I didn't get any, any bailout money. 
No one I know got bailed oh, out. Oh my goodness. Let's not no even one I go know there. Got, and remember, reject after third, reject. I'm like, what what are you talking about here? I have all the no check. So if you needed that bailout money to pay your bills, you better mm -hmm. rethink your life. Mm -hmm. I didn't yep. need it. No one I know. I'm in a third world country. I know folks that make $500 or $300 a month, mm -hmm. but they okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, from COVID, whereas you heard about 50 million evictions in America, we're looking at, we're abroad looking, what? The richest country in the world? How, how, what are you, how is that possible? Whereas mm -hmm. you know what? Because we're buying Gucci's and Prada's and Sly's and all this crap. We're worshiping all these false gods around, you know, material wealth. I mean, money. Yes, I do. We're, I it, spoke it, on it, that. Woke them up mm -hmm. to realize if you lost your house, if you lost your car during COVID, maybe like me, reflect mm -hmm. <laughs> and think, okay, God, wait a second now. I didn't die. Mm -hmm. <laughs> My mother didn't disown me. Yeah. My wife didn't leave me, or hopefully she didn't. But you know, but <laughs> if she, did, you know, if she did, I, you know, in other words, you can re reinvent yourself with less. So this time, when you achieve the goal that you want, you don't have all these expenses. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You can enjoy it more. And what I yeah. did in my situation, and I did what I did was turn my money into time. So now I work, you know, forty hours, fifty hours a month. As opposed to working 50, you know, 50, 60 hours a week, 70 hours a week, you know, killing myself and still being broke, mm -hmm. which is what mm -hmm. we do in America, right? Mm -hmm. We work overtime, we work everything. And in the month, we're still fucking broke. Excuse me, I'm sorry. We're well, still broke. Uh, we're, you, you, you know, know I, I think I that, yeah. I, I said, okay, well, I need this amount of money to live. And if I make that in a week or a month or a mere two weeks, I'm done. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You, you know, and that's what I decided to do, not kill myself mm -hmm. like we do in America. Mm -hmm. You know, we just work, work, work. Every movie you see, we're at work. You know, well, that's kind of the that's the this the way that the, the movies and the television projects us, you know. Uh you, now to to work is a good thing, but work smart. You don't have to work hard to kill yourself, right? It's about there's a balance, and he even calls for us to have a balance, you know, well, in our lives. Smart. Think buy smart, and mind you, if if Jesus worked every day and was stuck, how would he have time to be a prophet? Yeah. How can you find your real, true passion in life if you're stuck in here? To, and I don't mean a business. I don't mean if you're pushing a company. I mean if you're working a job and you're still broke, rethink. Because God gave us talents that are not at that job. And usually we never learn those talents because we're so busy working. But well, a lot we're of working, but then we're not sacrificing too, I think, Brother Kareem, because people have plenty of time to binge watch, right? So the distractions <laughs> come. Oh, I'm just gonna say, you know, I mean that that devil, that TV is true. <laughs> That's true. That's those, true. Those shows. I don't watch TV. Yeah, I don't watch TV either. Yeah, I get excited. I say, well, I'm going to watch me a show. And then it's like, <laughs> I'll sit there and it's like, Ugh. It's you true, know, it's true. you know, so it's I mean, it, you have time. Let's just be honest, you know, and that's kind of where we go with all of our training here. Look, if you want it, we can train you on it, but you do have time and it's about the sacrifice of it. Not so much that's that we true. don't have that's it. I, I don't want to downgrade the working part of it. That's not what I mean. Well, I just I think it. I just think that a lot of people during COVID they realized work isn't everything. Mm 
Yeah, it's not. So you need to know entrepreneurship. You need to because it's not guaranteed, you know, and mind you, black folks, we're not the ones in corporate America getting the raise and the promotions. Mm-hmm. We're not the ones retiring from from T-Mobile and these companies usually. Yeah. And, I was and, shocked and, to hear that some folks was doing some. You you getting a pension? You 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 retired? They let you retire? Oh my goodness! You still have a four hundred one k? Oh my goodness! Dude. Yeah, it's yeah. true. And 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 I think um I think what is it? Black like outsourcing left behind. Okay, we got over your topics. Yeah. Okay. Um, I just think it's one of those things where I'm saying to black folks back home in Kansas City, Ann, is that we were freed a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And now we're stuck, a lot of us in the American plantation, you know, and now we need to realize being free and being an American citizen, fully American citizen now, no matter how you're treated in America, get your dang passport. That's yes, your right I do to believe in go the passport. see how people are living, That's you know, right. because it changes your perspective in a way that I can't explain to you, but for each person is probably different. I don't mean going back to Ghana necessarily and you don't have to do all that, but but I, that'd be great too. You know, Africa changed my perspective when I was a very young, young boy. I saw a black bank president, a black president of the country, you know, black executives. So I didn't have this block in my head that it wasn't possible that I hear about. Mm. But I think a lot of us haven't really understood that being free means you can get a, you can travel, you can invest anywhere. You can do whatever you want. And that's their biggest fear is that you wake up to that because they're already doing it. When I got off this plane and the first time I had my company here, I outsourced. I'd never been to the Philippines, never been to Asia. Uh-huh. I already had a company here because I outsourced and saved money. Right. 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 I came here for the first time and got off the plane. My emotion was anger. Mm. I really felt pissed off. I was mm. like, what? How is it that you're bankrupt in America and you didn't pay me 7-Eleven, but here you have fabulous stores? How is it that Trump, you're filing bankruptcy seven times, but I'm going to go meet people to market your Trump Tower in Asia? Uh You you know, and I think, and then FUBU, love you. They sold to to another company. Here, they're right next to the Gucci store. Oh. But when we had FUBU, it was in the hood. And so the anger was, why don't they tell Because they had to come and get the, the African-American money, uh, the African-American no, dollar. Cool. Cool. We are cool. In America, we are so beat down. Like you, Black sister, we, you don't realize you as a Black woman in tech, these companies are begging mm. for Blacks in tech. There's entire organizations created, mm-hmm. mainly in Europe, I do, like you said, but for blacks in tech, because they need us. It's not about employment, right? We're not unemployable. That's, I mean, Americans are working. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's because they need they need that that culture. They need what we bring because what they see that we don't see as blacks is we see Kobe Bryant and and Shaquille O'Neal and all these great names. What they see is Negros in 1950 changed the NBA and they took the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they think well, we got to get some Negroes. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, they the- T-Mobile killed the tech, the, 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 the phone industry. So if you're here, you're smart or you're globe. They realize that we got to get some black customers. Well, you know, 
you know, it, it, it all does turn to the pendulum of faith, right? I mean, we're, we're, we're who we are in that, you know, the faith of the entrepreneur continues on, you know, I, as a Christian entrepreneur, I'm going to definitely press my way to continue on it and be as polished in Christ. I'm going to say it. I mean, you know, because I'm representing, am I really representing my company or, my, or am I representing him, you know? There's no way. And, and yeah. mind you, the way that we see Jesus, like I told you, I think before, the way that black folks see Jesus oh. is and when you travel, you know that that is your biggest strength. Mm-hmm. He and is. when you know blacks from all over the world and you're a black American, you sit there and go, you, I literally be at meetings like, yo, I'm not really worried because I know God loves me. I'm going to figure this out. This is not a, this, I've been through worse. Yes. <laughs> we can survive in America with all that crap and succeed. You can succeed anywhere. And a lot of folks, we have a perspective about Jesus that we can see Jesus in the worst moment. You hear about slaves being beaten and praying for the white person Uh in the moment. Uh We're the only ones that can say that besides maybe, you know, Jews and and, and Moses and, you know, that that movie. Right. But the actual sit here and people to see me at a meeting when we're about to lose everything and be like, Jesus, please give me the wisdom. Are either saying, Lord, let me thank you for X, Y, Z. Because in business, those are called assets. Those are called, there's different words for it. You know, that's called vision. That's called a business plan that doesn't exist. And and that's, that's real. That all of that is real. And it's real, you know, to the Christian believer, you know, and I'm just going to give a plug out. Look. Uh, don't think that it's boring that entrepreneurs can't be Christians and all of that. Look, this, the life that he gives us, it's real. And yes, you just eloquently just stated, shared how, look, these terms are real terms and they are real in the lives of people, you know, not just to be played and, and said, hey, you know, we're, we're played down, but to understand what those terms really are in the real Amen. world of business. Amen. And, and, and let me, and sister, if you, you tell your, your flock, we are the only ones that I've met and I have business parts from all over the world, especially mm-hmm. with black folks mm-hmm. that have that thing, mm-hmm. you know, and we all know that we are God's favorite, you know, mm-hmm. in the Bible, we know it. <laughs> and when you're sitting in around the world and you have this thing, you're wondering, why do these folks want black folks? You, you think about it and you realize that I'll be at meetings because remember the world is very religious. They, cr- they pass the church. They cross their heart. You know, when you're with mm-hmm. foreigners, they're very religious. Muslims, they, oh, I got to stop my, my prayer. Yeah, they get their you know, time. Muslim, yeah, like you, so it's not like we're mm-hmm. selling God. But the way that we see blessings, mm-hmm. the way that we see our skills is very unique to the way that we see Jesus Christ. And when you're in business as a Christian, it is a number one asset because you have faith. Which is in business, all that's all that means is you have vision. You you, you have a business plan. You have a faith that it's going to happen, and you don't right. just not do anything. But being able to see a cabinet like a black woman half empty and then make a meal—that's a joke to black folks. Mm. But when you travel the world, they look at it as that's black folks have. something in, into from nothing. Right. That's right. what they see. They can take a million dollar budget and make twenty million. That's what they see. And that's a skill that's very linked to our Christianity, you know. And 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 the big thing I can tell you is, as recently I saw a vision of a of a slave woman um, who was being beaten and praying at that moment. And the people in my boardroom were like, "Wow, 
And I'm thinking, well, what, what, she, what was she supposed to do? But I, it clicked on me thinking they would be crying, <laughs> running, dying, what, you know, saying, please, the Lord, kill me. There'd be right. so many different things. Whereas we sitting there saying, Lord, please help this white man. He knows not for what he does. Yeah. And yeah. that ability, right, is why we're very good at business. Okay. It's why they, the black is trending right now. Because uh-huh. they look at us with Black Lives Matter and all that globally is how did these black folks do endure all of this, uh-huh. but we're still top in, in, in NBA. We're still top in, in business. We're still top in entertainment. The world is baffled. That, you know, so I'm just saying that about my plug for my, you know, my, my testimony. Well, that's super. <laughs> and I appreciate it. You know, because here's the thing. We can, we can, uh, when, when we say inclusive, when we say inclusive, uh, there's a big there was a big deal in the education field, the curriculum of inclusion. I think that people, whether you're European, American, uh, Indian from India, Pakistan, Africa, uh, coming over uh, on a visa to work or whatever, people need to to understand the truth about who we really are as a people, as Americans. We're multicultural. Uh, facet of, of human beings that that make the world go round. We, you know, America is America because of Americans. And one thing about obstruction of justice, I enjoy talking to uh, all walks of life, uh, European American people. We've had uh, on the show featuring their businesses, and this has been definitely rich in uh, your passion and your journey and being able to share with us your belief in what's going on here and then share with us your testimony of your success and also your encouragement of how to press on and what to do. Let's let's go international because really, yeah. guys, that's where they're going with the world. The world is going international. With the new world order, guess what? It's real. Okay. Mm-hmm. So real. the question becomes how do we handle it? What do we do? How do we prepare ourselves? And I think that one of the first things that we can do is like to enlighten ourselves in our gifts so that we can take our hustles and, and passions and turn them into businesses, encourage our ch- children, encourage ourselves to educate ourselves. Um, ASBNC training and consulting, we do whatever kind of training you need, especially tech training, uh, business planning. We do all kinds of training. Uh, if there's a particular training that you need, we can get it done. We uh, we we actually outsource. You know, if we if I can't do it, if others, you know, we have someone on our team that can do it. We we uh, work with people as 1099s even to uh, get work done for us. So we can get it done for you. But to educate yourself it, to the point to where you're honest with what it is you want to do, I think is is really the main key too, about the progression and the success of of a people to grow into this new world order that's here, this great reset. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're hollering about. It's a blessed time for us, you know, and I, look, at, look at this. This was given to me by, this is the number one, um, this, this is a little doll, but can you see Black Nazareth? Can you see that? Wait, wait, wait. can you see that? Oh, I do Black see Nazareth. that. I have a Black Jesus here. This is the most popular um, icon here in Asia, in the Philippines, is the Black Nazareth. 
Oh my goodness. Know, so when you travel the world, you start realizing that, oh my God, you know, that people don't look at black people as that and me that symbolizes good luck, by the way. Oh, okay. Right? okay. And I have another huge one in my house that I got when I first came. They gave me when I first came to Asia. And I was like, I've never seen someone a black. I didn't even know there was a black <laughs> bishops and black, you know, saints. I never even knew that. But here they're like, no, there are, there's a few, you know? And I think it's one of those things where we just need to get out and really see and get our mm -hmm. inspiration back. Yes. You know, um, and I'm glad that you're doing this show. I'm glad that you guys are helping folks back home. I'm so glad that, 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 that you're in my hometown is doing wonderful. I'm a Kansas City boy. I'm 5720 Agnes, where I was where I was born, y'all. Oh right boy, Mercy Hospital. Yeah, uh, it's you know, and it really hurts my heart to see so many of our people back home struggling when here everything that we do is top notch. Okay, okay. Well, that's Working a good report. It's, it's a great job, McDonald's. All of these things that we do, we shouldn't yeah. be struggling. That's a good point. Uh, report. Uh, good morning, Julius. Now, my yes, guess is <laughs> that my guess is he's in a place where it's morning. Yeah. Just like oh, our guest yeah, here. Oh, my God. Good morning. Thanks. That's right. Good morning, Julius. Um, yes, that's my executive assistant here in the Philippines Islands. I mean, good. He's, your, he's, he's awake this morning. Yeah, good. Okay. Up, wake up. All Get right. It's almost the weekend, baby. <laughs> Super cool. Uh, Brother Kareem. We, you you have to come back. This is just uh we just broke just a little piece. We broke just a little bread today, huh? Just a little bit. Yeah. I don't like going over time here, but you're definitely just intriguing. You late, so this is we're okay. <laughs> Your conversation <laughs> is just intriguing, and we definitely need to to come back. Shout outs to you for your your book, your uh your website out here. Outs.us. Yeah, uh, outs.us, you guys. Um, 10 minutes can save you 50% or more off your labor cost. And it's the only it's the first black-owned tech outsourcing platform um, where we actually work with black minority small businesses to help them to get the benefits that I got so that they can grow their businesses uh -huh. um, and scale just like the big boys do, but it's not usually offered to black folks. And I work with white outsourcing companies and 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 British outsourcing companies and and minorities too to make it happen. But then the day it's catered towards us. Okay. Um, and of course, CrimAntonio.com, which is my main website. Mainly, what I do, we have a we do eBooks for people. We do websites and things like that. We have a promo for websites for three fifty right now. We have an eBook for nine 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 dollars right now. All of these things were created during COVID to help specifically black and small business folks. They, usually we're not that cheap. We were pretty expensive. Mm -hmm. um, we did those packages. I begged for my partners, like we, black folks need 350. They mm -hmm. got $350. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they need to go digital. Yeah. We did some price adjusting on our uh, classes too, our courses. Mm -hmm. Just you know, it's like you know, we need to come down to these mm -hmm. people, sister. We mm -hmm. need to, you know, you we got to get you and me some more black folks because black folks need us. We don't need them. Well, black I love folks them. Need folks I, like I love all people. In and, and say, yeah. hey, you know, we're here to help you out. Yeah, yeah, I love them. I love, I love my people. I love our people. I love Americans. Uh, and that's uh, kind of where we're going with this. I, I love Americans, and and really, you you are a you're a great American too, brother Kareem. 
Thank you. Eight point seven million of us are out here, sister. Oh, Expats. wow. Point seven million. We're when we vote, we're that's the we're the votes that Trump was talking about. <laughs> we're the absentee voters. That's the ones he was saying. Oh no, no, okay. don't let them. Not including military. Eight point seven people like me, and a lot mm -hmm. of us are black mm -hmm. out mm -hmm. here that we could swing Chicago. Oh my our, goodness! Our, our, how many of us vote from from absentee ballots? Yeah. Just FYI, you wouldn't be alone. Uh, oh, get your passports, <laughs> guys! Get your passports, uh, brother Kareem. You have to come back and and share with Thank us some you. more. Uh, please do, and uh, you know, just take care and. I'm just going to have to chat with you. You just got too much going on, my brother. I'm excited about uh, some of our conversations that's coming up. And just thank you. Thank, thank you, you so too. much. Congratulations what you do to you guys. Thank you. Thanks for joining another Obstruction of Justice broadcast. And, you know, just get your passport. Be encouraged. Hang in there with that business. Teach your kids. Educate. Get Educate yourself and your kids about something that you're really wanting to learn about and grow in those ideas and gifts that God has given you. All right. And we will, we'll see you next time. Justice. 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 Justice.